Well, welcome everyone to Serving in Business podcast show. I'm here with somebody that I love. I've told her three times already before the show how much I love her. This is Leisha Thompson, founder of Leisha Thompson Coaching Consulting. And I've known her for over a year now, and she does some great things. She fits the title Serving in Business. Welcome, Leisha, to the show. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for the opportunity to join you. I appreciate this. Oh, you're very welcome. You're a coach and you're consulting, but you do things different. Let's talk about what got you into this and and what, a couple of things you do different. Sure. So I built a career in the workers' comp industry, working for Macy's um, and Bloomingdale's corporate specifically based in Cincinnati, Ohio for many years. And so I was there for 22 years where I built a career as a leader um, in the workers' comp industry um, for them. Also built a national return to work program. And when I left, um, that was in 2019. And at that time, I was the director of the managed care program, return to work, and then also vendor relations. So through the 22 years, I um, led teams the entire time over um, a period of time, you know, looking back, I realized there were some patterns with some of the employees who came to work, um, not in the best frame of mind, I would say. Um, Sometimes it was because, you know, wrong job just didn't fit. But more often than that, there were things going on in their personal lives that they either chose not to address or didn't know how. And so as, as life, you know, continues forward from, I had some pivotal points in my own personal life, but I figured out how to deal with that yeah. so that I could still show up at work um, as a whole person <laughs> um, <laughs> who, who wasn't necessarily distracted nor bitter because of ignoring life situations, life challenges. So in 2018, I started thinking about what's next for me. It's been great. You know, it was great there, but I felt like there was something more, something different. So I spent some time kind of soul searching and then finally dawned on me to to utilize the skills that I had gained through all those years in leadership roles. But, but how, you know, what am I doing with that knowledge? So I started uh, researching a lot of coaching programs, chose the one that offered what I felt. um, It just felt right for me. It suited what I was trying to grow into. So that was in Chicago. A lot of it was um, remote and then in person also in Chicago, which, you know, is a great city. So I didn't mind traveling and I have family there. So having that um, decision made by, I would say, January of 2019, I gave myself an out date. You know, I got to figure this out. I'm going to leave in December this year, which would have been in 2019, um, regardless. So I've got to (laughs) know. And so that's kind of how how my journey began. Um, and then it it evolved a few times, even during and even up through this year, uh, beginning of this year, I continue to get clarity around what it is that I'm doing and how I'm doing, who am I serving and why. And so eventually it dawned on me that really what I um, am most passionate about is the ability to reinvent, to move forward. And then once I started thinking back, you know, my own journey, I'm divorced. At the time, I had two young daughters, uh, middle school, one 
still in elementary and one in middle school and um, thinking about how, how to build, continue to build my career, be happy, thriving, be the best mom ever for these kids that I chose to have, keep it all moving. So how do you do that? Um, and then, like I said, watching other situations where people weren't, um, weren't dealing with the changes that happened, but fast forward, I'm still raising my kids by, by then they're in college. And then my parents' health declines. Um, first my mom and then my dad. So didn't see this coming. They had been very happy. They were energetic people traveling and living life until their illnesses took place. So they passed 10 months apart from each other. And at the, you know, at the end, I'm, I remember having feelings and thoughts like, I know I'm exhausted mentally and physically. Who wouldn't be, right, after being a caregiver? And, and then in a fast, short period amount of time, you're like, I'm an orphan. I don't, you know, regardless of my age, but I don't have parents here anymore. Just processing all of that. So it... um it took a toll on me that I didn't yeah. see coming because in my mind, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I don't know if you think that way. Probably. I do. I do. Right. Like we just assume and, and have managed to make these changes in life successfully. So you don't think about not being able to do that. And, and so that, that was a pivotal point also in life. So eventually I realized what I want to equip people to do now is not the same way I did it, but just to instill in them that life happens. Sometimes we can be proactive, but other times it happens so quickly that we're forced into being reactive. But despite that, we have to know and believe that there's something better ahead or that we can create it, not wait for it, um, take action <laughs> yep. um, and change whatever you don't want um, to exist, you know, always looking to improve. So that's, that's how I got here because of just that journey um, and, and determining that I'll figure it out. It is not going to destroy me. Um, there's always more, better, all the positive words. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a power woman. And a couple of words you said, is reinvent and I see reinvention behind you. So if you're watching this, you're going to see that sign. But the other <laughs> thing was employees. And I'm going to tell you right now, audience, and, and you tell us, Leisha, with mm -hmm. COVID and it's not past yet, but of course it's better. I think reinvention is more important more than ever, right? Absolutely. So it just coincided with launching my business too, Steve. I, I had never really worked remotely um, other than other than one day a week. So I launched my business and then um, I want to say two or three weeks after that, that's when the pandemic really ramped up here in Ohio and, you know, everyone had to go home. And so now I'm, I'm in my home, never really been here during the daylight hours much um, other than weekends, maybe. So that was new. I had to figure out how not to be distracted by being in my home that I just wasn't accustomed to being in as far as day after day for work. And, you know, a yeah. lot of people had that. So, yeah, it was it was a challenge, but it happened then. I didn't know anything about building a business. That was the thing. So I remember being here like, OK, I, I know I need a CRM. I know I need, you know, these things. But 
have to find help and other resources to fast forward because I had all this time, which I decided to use as an asset. So it worked. Yeah, time. Yeah, time is a good thing. Yeah, and yeah. you talk, you mentioned resources and audience. That's a great tip for you out there. Don't try to do everything when you start a business or even have a big business. Find those people that do that uh, for you. Uh, I always tell people, if you're going to change an engine in your car, we're a YouTube society now. Don't you, You're not going to jump on YouTube to reinvent yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that leads to this question about I could go on YouTube, watch a coach. What's the difference from me doing it myself, but hiring you, Alicia? and be able to have help? What, what results and what benefit am I going to get? Yeah, uh, great question. Thanks for asking. So I did a lot of research also when I decided to niche down. So I did some searching, um, looked out in the marketplace to see who, if there is anyone doing what I'm doing. I only found a few, but not doing it the way that I do it because I'm basing a lot of how I got here on my own journey, but of course, adding to it. So um, deciding finally to niche down. Initially, I didn't think I needed to. I think that might be common a common thought that people have, a common mistake that others maybe have made too. But mm-hmm. um, once I really got the clarity, utilizing what I know from corporate America all those years um, and combining it with, like I said, my journey being divorced and then becoming a caregiver and still continuing to move forward. What makes me different is that I was able to figure out how to reinvent, uh, to redefine my core values. I would say that is the beginning. There are other um, there are other aspects of reinventing that I teach my clients, but I did create curriculum. I've got all the PowerPoints and everything for the visual learners, for those who prefer just to dialogue. I mean, I'm flexible from that standpoint, but typically blend both um, just to make it more meaningful, more powerful. And so they have um, assignments during uh, or following sessions, depending on what we worked on. So they tell me what they, you know, what's important to them, what they want to work on for each session. But when I get to know them, and it doesn't take that long to figure out how they think and, and where maybe there are some blind spots. And so often I'll ask for the next session to have permission to actually teach, you know, provide the consultation differently than a normal session would be. So they seem to love that because they don't know, you don't know what you don't know about your own blind spots in many cases. So objectively, I think working with the coach, which I actually just hired a coach um, that I'm going to work with for a year uh, to continue to, to grow and build my business. But that is magical for me. That's just my description. (laughs) When I worked with my first coach, I found it to be magical because a lot of times when you're explaining something to someone, you, you have to think about the words that you use, you know, to articulate your message. And in doing that, often I found that that gave me clarity that I didn't even know I needed or wanted just because I was answering the question that they asked. So I feel like I'm different because I'm putting my own spin on what I'm teaching, but I'm really listening and asking empowering questions because I need to know the mindset of my client. So I I say I don't brand myself as a life coach. I just 
it doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> it yeah. never has to be honest. <laughs> Um, because I'm specifically working on mindset and elevating one's mindset to the next level for them so that they can, they're equipped with my 3C leadership reinvention formula, which is cultivate, clarify, and conquer, because I want them to conquer whatever it is. So we create vision. You know, I, I partner with them as we journey forward together and um, at the end of the process, I'm going to deliver from A to Z. I tell them that on the front end. If I think I can't do that, I'm not the right person for them, or maybe they're not the right person for me. And we need to discover that before we start going down this path, right? So that it's their time, their investment, and my time too. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's established before we even begin the process. Um, and it, it wasn't easy in the beginning because you want to you want to work with everyone. You want to help everyone. And then I realized that's not that's, you know, out of a place of integrity. It's important to make referrals to others when I know that what they're wanting isn't what I'm offering. So, yeah, you, you know, Alicia, I, and I've known you for a while. I'm learning so much about you that I'm loving. And a couple <laughs> things that came about was. You said help. You didn't say, I don't want to lose this potential client because of money. Never right. came out of your mouth. And I'm so, that's serving, is <laughs> you couldn't serve them properly. Yeah, you're giving up a, a, a an income, but there are other out there. You're serving mm -hmm. that person. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, the absolutely. other thing I learned was experience is the best teacher. I've heard that for 30 years, and you're living that. The most important thing to me that you're doing is you got a coach. Yeah. Audience out there, if you're looking for a coach, and I hope you talk to Alicia, always make sure that the coach has a coach because those are great coaches. There's a lot, and, and nothing with the coaching industry, but this is what I've learned. I love that you said that. I, I fell in love with you even more in a work romance because I don't hear that a lot. I'm really? going through a coaching program and spent thousands of dollars on it. I'm so happy I did it. Yeah. Uh, it's worth, worth every penny, and people go, Would you do it again? I, Yes, I would. I mean, think about it. So mm -hmm. this is fantastic. Um, now, I know you wrote a book, and I always like the audience to hear about a book that that inspired you, helped you with your business. But I do want to talk about When Your Soul Whispers. It's the most beautiful title I've ever read. Let's talk about that a little bit. And then any other books that you can give advice to yeah. our audience for? Oh, my gosh. Thank you for saying that. Um, I did that during the pandemic. I had a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so there were several things that were on my bucket list, but, but writing and publishing, honestly, had, has been something that I knew in the sixth grade. I got a degree in journalism on purpose, but I did a huge career pivot um, two years out of college. <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed in the work and the client. Well, actually, it wasn't even work comp then, but it was still the insurance industry because it allowed me to utilize every aspect of me that I loved. Like I, I thought about investigative journalism. Um, I thought about minoring in psychology. So, you know, all these pieces came together um, doing the work that I did in the insurance industry. So that's what kept me there. However, I still knew that I hadn't written and published anything. So that kind of, but I always said, this isn't the right time. I'll get to it, which is what I teach my clients not to think. 
<laughs> because we should act and do the things that we we know we're purposed to do. What if tomorrow doesn't come? You know, not to be morbid, but things life happens, right? So what what if we never get the opportunity because we keep thinking we have forever? That's just not a good philosophy, in my opinion. But uh, writing the book came about being in a, in my house. It dawned on me, man, maybe maybe this is the time. And if I don't seize the moment, I may not get another opportunity. And then uh, the fear factor did come in because I thought it's been so long since I've written anything other than business writing. What if I I don't have the skills anymore? But then I prayed on it, Amen. <laughs> and I felt yeah, and I felt led to jump in. So I worked with a coach <laughs> um, in a group, um, and the reason I did that was because I felt drawn to that particular coach. But then also it was the way that it was set up was to write a book in uh, 90 days. And so I thought if that means I have to do all nighters, whatever it takes, I'm willing because I'm not going to get this time back ever, ever, ever. So I did do some, not quite all nighters, but there I'd stayed up several nights, you know, in the wee hours of the morning, cause it was so quiet and I was, I was in my flow. <laughs> so it felt, you know, seize the moment, one of those things. But thank you for saying what you said. Um, I wrote the book to be a lead magnet for people who don't know me, might not feel comfortable investing um, money, you know, to hire me as their coach until we get to know each other better. So I wrote it for that reason. It's 1997, you know, what's 20 bucks? Um, But I guarantee that there's more value in the book of course, I'm a little biased, but I wrote it <laughs> with the the um, intent to provide more value than $20. So it walks a person through what I do. Um, it, you know, each chapter has questions, coachy kind of questions meant to have someone pause, think about what they read, and then actually do a little work, self-work to respond to those questions. That way, people who've never worked with a coach still get a feel for a little of, of how it might feel. But of course, there's more, you know, when you're actually working one-to-one with with um, with a coach. But yeah, so it um, it's just been one of those things for me that I've feel good about the fact that I finally did what I knew in the sixth grade <laughs> that I was meant to do. So hopefully I'll write another book in the future. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a great book. I have it, as you know, and I've read it. And 2023, you. you just reminded me to put it on my book list for next year to read it again. Um, mm. and, and again, you brought up a coach, helped you write the book again. You hired another coach. I just, I want to remind people of that. We and a real quick story. I, I've been a sports athlete. I've been a pretty good athlete, but I could have never done any of that without a coach. And and mm-hmm. you hear the Michael Jordan story. Uh, we all need coaches in yeah. every aspect of our life. And it doesn't mean, Steve, that something's wrong with right. us, right? It means we want more, we want better, and we want it faster. <laughs> so and, that's what you get working with the coach. And, and audience, I'm gonna leave you with a question. That's great. What Lisa just said, but do you want to grow? And I want you to think about that. If you want to grow, you need a coach. Yeah. And I've got a great one right in front of me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I want to thank you. I mean, the book's awesome. 
I've learned so much and that's why I love doing these podcasts. My guests teach me something. I learned something new and it's been a pleasure, such a great pleasure, but I always like to leave our audience with a great business tip that's helped you get to this power position that you are now. Um, What is, you know, what's a great tip you can leave them? So I have found value not only personally, but also teaching and equipping my clients to become comfortable in the discomfort. And what I mean by that is working in the gray. So a lot of people won't make changes in their lives personally nor professionally because of the fear factor. What I learned is that to grow, even in a career, you have to be willing to move into some uncertainties where you are again a student, learning your new job, learning you know all these things. And and it doesn't always feel great. It makes you a little tense. But the more you do it, the less frightening it becomes because you learn to become comfortable in that phase of uncertainty. And for me, I think it's it's the only way to grow is to put yourself out there, take a calculated risk and bet to win, bet to win on your abilities. Even when you don't know you have them, you get them because you purpose yourself to not fail. (laughs) And that's, that's a real thing. You know, you believe you change your mindset. You've got to believe in yourself so much that you're willing to move forward to continue to grow. So I have found it to be a beautiful thing. I watch my clients. I'm in the zoom because I do work remotely um, with people from wherever they are. And I'll find myself leaning in when they have these moments where they're saying things like that, like, it's okay, because, you know, and I'm thinking, that's, that's what we want. That's, that's what it's all about. Step out. Don't, don't live with regret, because you didn't try. Do the thing. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> 